The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. The next position I would hire, and whoever said accountant, it's so close because I really like accountants, uh, is scheduler. If I could only have one other thing, it would first and foremost be a scheduler. So first thing for the scheduler is what? Scheduler. Wrong. Come on. We just said it. It's the rules. Thank you, Gregorio. And the rules are your core values. So every single time I put the, the title and then boom, core values right at the top. Outcomes for scheduler. Make sure all recurring and one-time jobs are staffed, even when lots of people quit, and uh, call in dead or just don't show up all on the same night. So see, we're setting the expectation. We don't want a schedule to go, but, but Terry, nobody came, you know, they all quit and your people suck and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, look at the outcome. Even when people call in dead, don't show up, do whatever they're gonna do, get COVID, drop dead, whatever the thing is, make sure it works. And we're gonna give them guidelines, but the outcome is, that's it. So when you call me and go, somebody called in dead, didn't show up, blah, 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 what do I do? I go, I, I would ask the scheduler. Oh wait, that's you. What do you think you should do? And if you keep calling me, again, well, Melissa, it seems like you'd like me to do the scheduling job, which is completely fine, but I can't in good faith pay you to do the scheduling job when I'm doing it. What would you like to see happen? So that's the outcome. Second outcome, schedule cleaners to conduct inspections as indicated on happy customer onboarding document. So for everybody that brings on new customers, I hear that a lot of, it's a new customer, I've got to hold hands, I've got to be there, it's scary. For residential, not as big of a deal. For commercial, that can be that. Um, so down the line, we're gonna have the customer onboarding person and part of his, the salesperson, his job is to fill out the deal. Like when you guys all come on here, we send an internal document going, here's their revenue, here's their goal, here's where they're at. So when Suzanne or Tracy talks to you, she, they have that. Are they residential or are they commercial? Any notes that I wanna put? That's our internal onboarding document, right? So. All of our systems and processes are the same. 10% are gonna be a little different. I'm gonna treat April a little different in a larger commercial company in Florida than I'm gonna treat uh, Tammy over here in her company in a different place. So on Tamara's would be, don't call her Tammy, she'll smack you, it'd be circled in red. That would be our onboarding document. So part of your document would be, we have a system set up. So for residential, it's pretty easy. I would just be like, we check everybody quarterly or something like that. For commercial, I would have it for, I wouldn't take anything less than one time a week. So my one time a week might be, I call you quarterly, see how you're doing. My two to four times a week might be, I uh, come out quarterly, see how you're doing, and call you monthly. My five to seven times a week, I might be like, I call you weekly, um, we come out month, you know, and then I'm also gonna put the internal check. So there's external, which is when I call you or when I come out and visit your site. There's internal, which is when I'm gonna have somebody check. The internal aren't really negotiable. I'm gonna come do it whether you like it or not. Um, the external, I might go to Tiffany, your five day a week account. We're gonna internally check you weekly. I'm gonna call you twice a month to make sure it's okay, and I'm gonna come out monthly to make sure you're okay. She might go, I don't want any of that. You're bothering the crap out of me, just, just do your job. So then I would note, <laughs> she's not on the typical plan, she's on the, we're gonna call her every other month and come out twice a year, whatever we agree, and then the scheduler is gonna have that. So the scheduler just has these tickets for all of your customers, and they do that. For residential, I wouldn't do any of that. For residential, I'd just be like, everybody gets checked once a quarter, whatever you do, and that's that. Um, and again, obviously, if they say I never wanna be checked, that would be that, but that would pretty much be it. So they're just gonna write as per schedule, right? Like that's just it, or here's the custom thing that they're gonna be looking at. And then make sure the cleaners have all the supplies and equipment they need to reach their outcomes. So when we're unclear as who does that, and by the way, I still think the, the 
uh, janitorial supply company should be doing 82% of that work, they're just gonna coordinate, right? Like all the shirts and cool swag that we get is a huge pain in Lindsay's butt. So if you like it, give her some love because she works so hard on those. But she doesn't make the backpacks. She's not like screening the shirts. We have someone that does that. She just coordinates between that vendor and our company to make sure that we get what we want. So the the very little of the scheduler's time is gonna be doing that. Everybody cool on the outcomes for the scheduler. They make sure stuff gets scheduled, not just the cleanings, but the um, inspections, uh, as well as making sure cleaners have their supplies. You can also, depending on how you do your deal, is you can also have them schedule the interviews, right? So I might be like, hey, Diana, this week you're doing the group interview. Uh, Christina, this week you're doing the uh, uh, one-on-ones. And Melanie, if we start anyone this week, you're gonna be the zero to, zero to trainer. So you can add that to the scheduler as well. Oh, expected time investment? Depends on the number of staff, the number of recurring one-time jobs. Typically, one to seven hours a week. This should not be, this is like zero to 20 minutes a day, typically. If you've got a very complex residential schedule where you've got dozens of clients a day, it might take an hour a day, but it really should be zero to an hour a day. Um, compensation, this is a five to $20 an hour job, depending where in the world the person lives. If you're in the Philippines, you can get a full-time, very smart person for less than a thousand bucks a month. Um, super capable. There's no need for this person to be on site. Uh, cleaner needs to be on site. Obviously, scheduler does not. Um, guidelines have a minimum of one floater slash emerging cleaner for every five regular cleaners with a minimum of two floaters at all time. So even if I only had one employee, I'd still strive for two floaters. That way we never ever have to clean, right? Once you kind of get scaled, I'd want one floater for every five with a minimum of two. Uh, monitor the hiring funnel to make sure you've got sufficient new staff coming in and give feedback to the owner if and when you don't. Right? So they should, we are going to be the one to add ads on Indeed, adjust ad spend, but they're going to track those numbers and kind of get feedback like, hey, we're a little thin, we don't have the people we need, so they're going to be our early warning signal. But those are just guidelines. The outcomes are make sure that everyone gets clean, schedule cleaners to conduct inspections um, according to the onboarding document, make sure cleaners have all the supplies, and you can get fancy and have them schedule um, interviews uh, for the cleaners as well. Next, Tracy. God bless it. Every time I want to call someone, because she had the next one. Anyone guess on who's the next hire once we've got our scheduler? Bookkeeper, bookkeeper, bookkeeper. Write that crap down. Actually, I have written accountant, but you're right. It's actually a bookkeeper. is a much cleaner uh, verbiage. All right, just to be clear, guys, because we use the words CPA, bookkeeper, accountant um, interchangeably. Typically, at the top of that pile is gonna be a CFO, Chief Financial Officer. Those are usually a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. From all of you guys, um, you wouldn't need one of those. Chief Financial Officers, when you've got millions of dollars typically either in debt or in receivables, there's a lot of money going around. Even if you're a larger company, the way that we have it set up with all your cash coming up at the beginning and you paying bills pretty much on time, there's not a lot of cash inflows and outflows. You don't need a Chief Financial Officer. We as a team can do that for you. When we do your, uh, when Tracy does the monthly P&L reviews or you bring that up to me, we are acting as your fractional Chief Financial Officer. Even our company, which is pretty not complex, just like yours is, we pay in a, we, we do just like you, you. We don't have a bunch of receivables and money and, and infrastructure. We have a fractional CFO um, that is part of our thing. So we, that means that we just use them for a little bit of a time. So for none of you guys, you shouldn't need to hire that. We will, that's part of what you get here is we will help you in that role. Below the CFO would be a tax strategist. If you're paying more than about $50,000, $60,000 of personal tax, personally, you might invest in a tax strategist. Um, below that would be your CPA. CPA or CA in Canada um, would be just, all they do is file your taxes. 
So the, the CFO, we will actually listen to their thoughts about how the business could and should run. They need to have business experience. They're much more about business and the cash inflows and outflows, nothing else. The tax strategist, we don't listen how the business runs. We only listen to how to minimize our tax burden legally. They don't know what they're talking about when it comes to running your business. The CPA is just the guy, gal, or team that physically files your taxes for you. They also, they'll act like they know a bunch about business. They almost never do. We do not listen to our CPAs or CAs about business. They like to talk a big talk. They should know a lot about taxes and what's legal, but they're not business people. Accountants or bookkeepers, I like that better. Literally just keep your books. If we're gonna be specific, payables and receivables. That's it. Payroll is a payable. Receive, you know, that's it. That's literally all they do. We definitely do not listen to them about our books. So when our bookkeeper goes, well, Diana, you can't have an accrual because that doesn't, if you're not competent to do the job, let me know, I'll hire somebody else. We're not interested in their opinions on how we should run our books. They do not know what they're doing. There's a reason they're charging 25 bucks an hour to do bookkeeping. They're not business owners. So do not listen to your bookkeeper. Say, no, they do, not have, they do not get a vote. Your bookkeeper does not get a vote when your P&L. Their job is to ask you tomorrow, how would you like your P&L to look? And I will make sure I enter the data so you have the information you need. As soon as you get a, thank you, Tracy. As soon as you get a bookkeeper that's like, yeah, I don't like that, it doesn't work, blah, 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 wrong guy, right? Diana, your job is to clean, and when Tamara walks in, she's happy. Well, I've got thoughts, and that really should, but, but, but listen, I'm not, this isn't a negotiation. That's the job. If it's not for you, best of luck, but we're not going to negotiate what the job is. I'm clear on what the job is. You can be clear on what you want to do, but we're not, this isn't a negotiation. So the bookkeeper, your job is to make sure I have the books I need looking the way that I want them in the time frame I want them. I'm not willing to do that. That's stupid. You don't know what you're talking about, but okay, run along. Best of luck. Hey, amazing people, you may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask I can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show, for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now, back to the show. Okay, thank you for that, Trey. Yes, hold on. Yes, ma'am. One other quick distinction uh, it, for you to make for them is when you have a bookkeeper that also tries to or does your taxes, that muddies the water a lot of times. I've heard a lot of you say, well, they want it set up, my P&L set up this way for taxes because they're both doing bookkeeping and taxes and that just maybe you can speak to that. Really good point. So almost never should your bookkeeper be your CPA. The same reason I wouldn't be a good bookkeeper. Either I'm not a really good coach, because if, if I'm really good at building multi-million dollar businesses, why the hell would I be doing payables and receivables? That would be a red flag for a coach saying to do that. Same with the CPA. If a guy's got qualified to, do, to file your taxes, and he's like, I'll do your books, that would be like Tracy mowing my lawn. Like If she's really, either she's not a good mindset coach, she's like, I need to make money anyway, I can't, I'll mow your lawn, dude. Okay, that pretty much just qualifies her being a mindset coach. See what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's the wrong tool. A CPA should be not interested in doing your books. Just to get the numbers, CFO is like a two, $300,000 a year position. Tax strategist usually, you wouldn't hire one full time. That might be ten dollars to $30,000 a year, um, and they would have multiple clients. Um, what was below that? The a CPA, generally a good CPA is gonna be between $100 and $300 an hour. 
um, depending on how much tax strategists they have in them. Right? So sometimes your tax strategists will also file your, your taxes. Oftentimes they're separate. But a CPA that's just filing the taxes, 100 to 200 bucks an hour, a good one. <laughs> you get a CPA that's like, he's only 40 bucks an hour. That's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. Bookkeeper, 20 to 30 bucks an hour. Okay, so that's kind of the money thing. So when the, the CPA, who should be charging 150 an hour, is charging um, 20, doing $20 an hour work, there's a disconnect and that makes me concerned. All right, so outcome, make sure recurring, okay, so bookkeeper. Um, what are the rules for the bookkeeper? Always start with the rules and they are your core values, correct. Outcomes, have accurate profit and loss statements ready for owner review by the fifth of the month. That is the big outcome, have accurate profit. And who gets to decide what accurate is, the bookkeeper? Me, if I, exactly. Who gets to decide if I'm a good husband? My bride, <laughs> right, not me. Who gets to decide if our, book, if our P&Ls are right? You do, not your bookkeeper. Um, okay, so by the fifth of the month, and I broke it down on outcome, accounts payable, get payroll hours and data to the payroll processing company, and make sure the payroll is properly entered with QuickBooks. So pay, just keep in mind, payroll is just a payable. It's your biggest payable, it's your most complex payable, so grow my cleaning company is a payable. Pretty easy, we just run your card and your bookkeeper is probably gonna make a bill, or should be making a bill in your thing, you know, for professional development, and then when the money comes out, they, they pay that bill with the money that came out. Easy peasy. Payroll's a little more complex. You might have 10 or 15 people and they've gotta coordinate with ADP or whoever your payroll company is. So they're not processing your payroll, but they're taking all the payroll um, legally, <laughs> for Terry, taking all the payroll legally and giving that information to ADP or whoever your payroll company is, and then ADP is gonna take out 14,319 bucks or whatever your payroll is, their job is to properly enter that in QuickBooks. So they're kind of the liaison, just like Lindsay does not make the things in your bag, but she makes sure that the bill gets paid, she orders the stuff, but they do it. So ADP actually does the payroll, your bookkeeper is just communicating between your employees getting the hours to the payroll company in a, man, in a, a format that they understand, and then when ADP pulls that 15 grand of payroll out, putting it into QuickBooks, it's not just 15 grand payroll, <laughs> putting it in correctly is a cost of goods sold. Everyone cool on that? Yep. Okay, sorry this is so boring, but you guys have asked a lot about it, so this is your punishment. Um, <laughs> call and collect payments that are not received on time, cancel service and notify owner, um, and schedule customer happiness manager if payment is not received in time. So for all of you guys, if for whatever reason you stop paying, I can assure you, I will not be calling you going, Stephanie, where's your money? We have an accountant and she's not gonna be like banging down your door, she's gonna call and go, where's your money? And either you'll pay and the service continues or you shall not pay and she'll go to Lindsay and go, you gotta take them out of the group, they're not paying. That's it, see how there's not a lot of difficult conversation around that? Would anybody be mad if you didn't pay us or your credit card bounced and someone from my team in accounting said, we need your credit card information if you'd like to continue and you ignored us or didn't give it and we took you out of the room? Would anyone be like, oh my God, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Maybe. That's, what, that's how you need to do it, right? Like there is no, and I would be so sad, oh my, not tomorrow. We, we do that with people, oh, not tomorrow, we love tomorrow, whoever it is. But there's no like, oh, there's no emotional, I did a bad job, I'm a terrible human, I better call tomorrow and apologize. You guys have that weirdness when it comes to money and begging and all that sort of stuff? So have someone else do it, and if an accountant goes, I don't do that, then you're not the freaking accountant, you have two jobs, payables and receivables. Half of it is receivables. If we didn't get the money, call and ask for the money. And they're not a collection agency, right? If your people aren't gonna pay, they're not gonna like sue them or do a bunch of, like with you guys, if you don't pay, we just kick you out of the program. There's, no, there's nothing to it, but there's no emotion. Just like you guys, if your people don't pay, the owner's not gonna call in April, now you said, and there's money, and blah, blah, blah. I'm just gonna be like, Lindsay, take April out, she's not paying. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm not gonna beg her, I'm not gonna send her to collect, I'm not gonna do any of that stuff. 
So your accountant, if they're like, I don't do that, you're not doing collections, let's be clear. You're just calling and saying, your credit card declined, would you continue, would you like to continue our service? Well, we have a pay, you know, Susie's on payroll and we can't do it and they did a bad job and all the excuse, 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 accountant's gonna go, got it. I'm not, I don't do any of those things. Either I collect payment or I gotta take, we're not gonna clean, what would you like? You guys get the zero emotion in that? It's, there's no negotiation, there's no shaking the fist, there's just, you pay, we do the service. You don't pay, we don't do the service. There doesn't have to be a whole drama thing, okay? And if your accountant says they're not willing to do that, they're a bad accountant. And if they say they won't do collections, that's fine. We're not asking them to do collections because 80% of it is be, oh, sorry, my credit card expired. Here's the, you know, whatever, whatever nonsense. It's just, you know, most of the time we call you guys, it's not anything weird, just here's a new card. Okay, um, that's literally it. So accounts payable, get the payroll hours handled, make sure all bills are legitimate, ask the owner if you're not sure, and enter them to QuickBooks, and then pay them. So for all of you guys that don't have an accountant yet, there's four jobs. Enter bills that come in, properly with the right date and the right account, right? For my bill, you wouldn't put in cost of goods sold, you'd put professional development. You wouldn't put it, you know, for your October services, you wouldn't date it November, you date it October. And then you pay the bill. That's it. And that, again, the, the, the most complex of that is the payroll, where I've got to kind of coordinate all of my employees and get it to the ADP, and then ADP is gonna take, you know, one 15,000 out, I gotta put that in QuickBooks as, you know, broken down properly. And on the, on the receivable side, every time, a, automatic payment comes in, which it should be automated, you just literally make an invoice, you don't have to send it out, and just be like, boom, receive money, boom, receive money, boom, receive money. Oh, there's three invoices that were created, but we didn't receive money. Hey, Christina, oh, bad credit card, okay, what's the new one, done. Hey, Anna, oh, you quit, okay, we're not coming anymore. Hey, Diana, bad credit card, done, we're done, that's it. Everyone cool on that? Super simple. So you can do that in a couple hours, or you can hire somebody. Um, expected time investment, believe it or not, especially if you're commercial, one to five hours a week. Only time is gonna be more than that is if you're residential, you got two or 300 clients. Even then, it should be the automated, you know, at the first of the month, Stripe just runs, or whatever your processor is, just runs all 200 of your clients, and you just have to follow up. You know, if you've got seven clients, the likelihood of having to call someone with a bad credit card is very low. If you've got 200, you might call zero to seven people a month. That's it, it's really it. So it's really just how many bills you pay and how many bills come in, easy peasy. Compensation, again, 20, 30 bucks an hour, maybe 40 if you got someone you love. Um, guidelines. Enter and receive payments daily, reconcile the account weekly. Not a big deal, but I like my books to be reconciled weekly as opposed to the end of the month because then they tr struggle with the timeline. Oh, I can't get it by the fifth because they have to reconcile the whole month and they haven't looked at it, but if they're reconciling it weekly, it's pretty easy the last week of the month to just reconcile that last week and then they have it done. So, but that's a guideline. If they're like, I don't want to do that, but every month I get it by the fifth, fine, just a guideline. Well, here we are, the end of the podcast and you made it, great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're gonna keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.